Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Spill Tea. <laughs> Hope you're thirsty. All right, today I have the lovely. My bestie, Jordan, back here in the kitchen studio. <laughs> hey, guys. Jordan is here in the flesh this time. She is not over the phone. I repeat, not over the phone. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I just uh, apparently don't know my best friend very well because I just said, wait a second, did you ever go on a Tinder date? And she was like, oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> I went on a bunch. And so she just shared with me her tender tale. So since it's very short and sweet, I wanted to go ahead and have Miss Jordan tell us about her worst tender date. I think you guys will like it. Hey guys, how's it going? My worst tender date had to have been, it was just some random guy. I think he had like red hair. He was wearing a white polo. Khaki shorts. <laughs> like cargo shorts? I think so. Ew. I don't <laughs> remember. right there. A redhead. He sounds like a golfer or a fuckboy. So, gross. I think he wanted to be either of those things, but I don't think he was either of those things. If that makes any sense. So he was a poser fuckboy. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> so tell us about little ginger wannabe fuckboy. <laughs> We met at Cootie Brown's, and I don't remember this guy's name, whatever. We had lunch. Take him back to my place, because that's dun, all... Dun, dun. Yeah, that's all either of it was about. <laughs> so we get there, and we're, like, making out and having a good time, and clothes stay on the whole time, right? But when I say clothes stayed on the whole time, clothes stayed on the whole time. Like, there was dry humping, and he was like... Oh, I finished. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, get out, dude. You get the fuck out. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. I don't think I picked this up from the first time that you just told me this story. Do you mean he, like, orgasmed with his full cargo shorts and white polo on? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh he sure God. did. With no clothes off. None. Not so even, like, you- a hand up the bra. Like, that's what I was about you to ask. So you were just making out? There was not... There was, was dry how humping. Much, how much heavy petting was going on? There was, like, a lot of heavy, like, humping. But no <laughs> heavy, like, petting. There was nothing up the shirt, nothing down the pants, nothing. So there was no visuals. Nope. No heavy petting other than he was literally making out with you and humping you. Yes. I guess that was fitting for uh, our Wednesday podcast. Be a Wednesday is hump day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so well, well. I don't know how to follow that one up. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna follow it up. So what we're going to do today is Jordan and I are going to do reality TV realness. Now. We both love reality TV shows, but keep in mind that opposites do attract and Jordan and I are very different and we enjoy very different things. I used to be young and be like, oh, I hate reality TV. I would never watch it. And then 
you know, I uh, found a show that I'm going to discuss um, here in a few minutes, and it turned everything around. So, today, we're going to go ahead and discuss reality TV. (laughs) We um, may have went today and picked us up a little something something. I got some sour apple and she got some strawberry banana girl. (laughs) So we might have been having small puffs on our vapes. And um, so that's what's going to make this show fun. Plus we're also drinking Fresca Mixed Vodka Spirits. It's what it says on the can. Jordan loves fucking Fresca. It's called my mommy Fresca. My baby loves regular Fresca, so she gets her regular Fresca, and I get my mommy Fresca. So you got baby Fresca and mommy Fresca. <laughs> oh, God. My son would have a shit fit if he saw me drinking a mommy Fresca. <laughs> um, I never drink in front of my children. Um, on rare occasions, um, I'll have one beer or one glass of wine, and my son immediately goes... Oh my god, you're gonna get drunk! <laughs> I'm not gonna be cared for! I'm like, listen, I'm not my sister, I'm not on meth, okay? Mm-hmm. One beer is not gonna kill anybody, okay? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I mean, the most that I ever drink when I do drink is maybe two to three beers, tops. Fair. But, you know, like I said, when I host this podcast, when I drink a little bit, it actually really relaxes me. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break. We're going to kind of discuss a little more of the shows that we want to talk about, and then we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. So we discussed the ones that we're going to start out with, uh, the shows that made us realize that we did, in fact, love reality TV. Jordan probably never denied it. No, never. I've always loved reality TV. Yeah, well, not me. What was your first reality TV love that made you start obsessively watching as much reality TV as you do? Because you watch a lot. I really do. I wait every season for the next season to come out. I'm like, I know in the fall I get, like, my good shows, and then they're going to be on a break for a few weeks, and then they're going to come back in the spring, and then I'm just, I'm sad in between. But there was this little show on MTV called parental control does that ring any bells to you it did not until you just told me what it was and then i did remember it but i don't know that i watched a ton of it but for those youngins or oldens that may not know what you're talking about like me um please explain so basically the mom and dad of their son daughter whatever didn't like their significant other So, they set up two blind dates for their child. Didn't they pick out of different people? Mm Mm-hmm. They had them all line up next to each other. All the girls or all the boys would line up next to each other in the row. And they'd be like, I had a lot of fun with you on your date, but yeah, ain't it. (laughs) Yeah, mom doesn't like you. Tough shit. I feel like it was almost always that they were choosing to go back to their girlfriends because that just goes to prove to you that who your parent actually thinks is good enough for you is probably not your type. But I did see a few episodes where, like, they would pick out 
the a different guy or girl. Yeah. Too. There so was occasion. Yeah, there were some episodes, but I think that's when you could really tell that the show was staged in some cases. Oh yeah, it was because I mean, of the reactions. You could see that it was staged, but still at the same time, it was so entertaining and so funny to watch these girls while these while they're on these dates. Christy, they have to sit on the couch with the parents, the girl or friend or boyfriend that they don't like has to sit oh, on the couch I with remember. the parents and watch the boyfriend or girlfriend go on these dates. And they're just pissed off the whole time. And the parents are like, (laughs) I told you. They kissed. (laughs) Watch, did you see that? He had his hand on her boob. (laughs) And all you could think was, oh shit, he's going to be in trouble later. (laughs) They're going to kiss. They're going to (laughs) kiss. So that was your first one that you loved? Oh yeah, for sure. So my first one that I loved. Oh, fast forward to, I think it was probably my senior year of high school. When I'm watching one of the music channels, I can't remember which one. I think it might have been VH1. Um, the show called Rock of Love, <laughs> which featured like 15 or 20 ladies that were literally just these groupies slash like rocker girls slash I want to be famous pick me girls. You know, it was just it was just people like that. And then the grand prize of Rock of Love was Brett Michael's heart. <laughs> now if you don't know who Brett Michaels is, he's that little guy that kinda looks like a wish version of Axel Rose that sang for the band called Poison. But the first season was by far my absolute favorite of the show. And I became obsessed with it. Like, it was the first show that was reality TV that I just became so enthralled with it that I did not miss an episode. And it was just the most ridiculous thing because I was like, why are all these girls fighting over this this long-haired, mullety, washed-up rocker dude? Like, why are they doing all this? But the first season was the absolute best because it had some of the most heinous people that I have ever seen. There was Heather, the stripper, and there was Lacey, who was the rocker girl. She was not a rocker girl. You should have heard her play drums on the episode <laughs> they let him loose in the house. She's a wannabe. Yeah, like, now she's a radio talk show host, which maybe I shouldn't talk too low on her, because she's doing better than me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here with my podcast going, yes! 50 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and probably six of them are me. <laughs> so, uh, but my favorite character by far of this episode, or of this show, was at the very beginning of the show, uh, this big guy, the bodyguard John comes out, and he tells five ladies that have to go home immediately. They don't get to go into the house. They don't get to even meet Brett. They don't get to do anything. They just got to show up and leave. Yeah, they got (laughs) to show up and be told that they were not pretty enough to go inside the mansion so they should get their bags and go home. Oh, shit. Well, among these five ladies was a little bitch named Tiffany. And let me tell you, Tiffany did not put up with no, none of this nonsense. She's like, I came here all the way from Chicago to meet my man. I'm going in there. <laughs> and so she goes, she knocks on the door, and it's like slow-mo showing her beating on the door. 
in the end, the bodyguard coming to answer it. And she's like, please don't make me go home. Brett will love me. Look at me. And she just essentially begs. So John lets her in, the bodyguard. And she goes in and just basically makes a mockery of herself for two days. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the bitch. Mm -hmm. Still to this day, Tiffany has my heart. Of my most favorite reality TV show characters ever. And she literally just goes in there and is drunk as shit for the two episodes she's on. Just, like, making a fool of herself. And one episode, she's even, like, dry humping Brett Michaels. And he said that she pulverized his penis. Oh, my God! <laughs> but she ended up getting voted off. No way. Shocker. Um, because she couldn't talk sexy, I guess, to Brett. Because they had to, I don't know if I mentioned, they had to do, like, all these little games and tasks and stuff to, quote, win his heart and there were some that just were like oh he, she's not in it for the right reasons fuck that bitch she don't want Brett. she just wants to be famous <laughs> sounds like precursor to the bachelor oh my god well heather even got brett's name tattooed on her neck oh god a quick side story and then we'll go into more about reality tv was that my husband and i my current husband when we went on our first date we were like talking and, you know, we were talking about our likes and our dislikes and what kind of TV do you like or something. Reality TV came up. And he's like, I don't watch any reality TV. He's like, but I will admit to you that I absolutely love really bad dating shows. Which, me too. <laughs> and uh, he proceeded to tell me how much he loved Rock of Love, Flavor of Love, all that. And I had watched Rock of Love and Flavor of Love. I hadn't watched any of the rest of them. But I got so excited that he also liked these shows that for Valentine's Day every year, we would be like, oh, you're my rock of love. I even had my friend who makes like little stitches. I had her cross stitch um, a little you're my rock of love thing for him as a Valentine's Day gift. And then in our fucking wedding vows, our wedding vows. <laughs> we said to each other, because we didn't write our wedding vows. We just said whatever came to our minds, um, because I wanted it to be, like, romantic like that. Authentic. Yes. And at the end of our vows, I looked at him and I said, will you stay in this house and continue to rock my world? <laughs> <laughs> Which is what Brett Michaels used to say when he would hang a backstage pass on the girls he chose. Oh my God. <laughs> and Tiffany, also Tiffany follows me on Facebook and Instagram and even liked a couple of my wedding photos so shout out to tiffany my girl from rock of love season one i love you <laughs> send me an autograph please <laughs> please 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 so that's enough about rock of love but i just wanted to put that out there because that's my favorite so jordan tell me about your current most favorite and most watched reality tv show today oh definitely between the bachelor the bachelorette bachelor in paradise you know the whole bachelor so you're a, pa a part of the hashtag Batch Nash. Oh, 100% Batch Nash. Yeah. It is a real thing. I'm not I don't host parties joke. or anything like that because I don't have anybody else that actually likes it as much as I do. You should talk to Jessica. <laughs> my, my One of my other great friends, Jessica, she's obsessed and she would give me clues from Bachelor Nation on the one episode of The Bachelor that I did watch and follow. And I think we all know the most heinous of them all was Pete the pilot. Oh, yeah. Pete fucked him over. <laughs> oh, man. Pete the pilot. That was the fucking most train wreck 
of a show I have ever watched that I loved every fucking minute of it. I think my favorite part of that whole season was when the champagne bottle blew up in Cassie's face. Just trying to have a good time and just... She's she trying like, to be romantic and hot yay. and then next she's like, somebody stole my champagne. There's my champagne. And then she goes and finds said champagne and it literally fucking blows up in her face. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't meant to be, girl. Chill out. I bet one of those bitches shook it up so when she opened it, it would just literally explode. So what was your favorite season of The Bachelor? Because that's the, that is, I think, the only episode or season that I've seen. Hannah Brown season was one of my favorite seasons of The Bachelorette. Um, She had one crazy crazy guy that would like not leave her alone she excused him from the show she's down to like the last three people he comes back and tries to get her back he won't stop talking to her she shuts him down multiple times she finally picks up the podium that the roses are on and walks away from him and puts it down (laughs) just to get away from him him. and he still did not stop the other guys had to like walk up to him and tell him to basically get the fuck out oh my god and the guy's name was uh, Lucas, by the way. The crazy one? Yeah, the crazy one was Lucas. What is your current obsession as far as reality TV? Because I haven't heard you talk about The Bachelor. Um, this, like, in the past few months. Because it hasn't been on in the past few months. Because okay. I'm really upset about it. <laughs> anyway. I think that's probably where I'm at right now. Because I can't think of anything else that I watch that is technically reality TV. Really? Really. What about that piece of shit you tried to make me watch called The Circle? Oh, yeah, The Circle. The Circle's good. I haven't watched it. I don't think I've watched, like, the completely new season of The Circle, but The Circle is really good. I could not figure out what the fuck they were doing on that show. I didn't know what the point of it was. I didn't know anything. All I know is that... It's like MySpace. Little um, Jordan tried to entice me with an episode because there were a couple of the Spice Girls on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like MySpace. You're like trying to pick your top 10. You know, if you are the bottom 10, then you're like honestly, obviously on everybody's shit list because everybody votes. They play games. Everybody votes. The point is voting and trying to be friendly with each other and get on teams and stuff and see who likes you. You want to be the most popular out of the 10 of you guys. And the top two get to be, um, like, the choosers. Uh-huh. They have actual names, but I can't remember what it actually is. But they get to be the choosers of who is going to stay and who's going to go. And they vote out one or two people, depending on the episode of what it is. We are going to go ahead and take a mini break because we are dying Jordan's hair. And, and we're over. Yeah, we're over a little bit, so I'm going to have to tell you guys about how I bleach this bitch's hair when we come back. (laughs) All right, we are back for more tea now that we have thoroughly rinsed Jordan's hair. So fresh, so clean. So, Jordan, do you want to tell the story about how you asked me to do your hair? Uh, yeah. I was feeling really sad yesterday, and I wanted to get my hair done. And I'm a broke bitch, so I can't spend three or $400 to get my hair done. So I said, Christy, do you want to bleach my hair? <laughs> and the brave soul that I am, I said yes. I bleached it. She did, and she did a really good job. I did. Brad Mondo would have been proud of me. Oh, yeah. 100%. Did the roots last and everything. Oh, yeah. 
The bleach looks great. I could have been a great blonde, but I am too pale to be as blonde as that bleach made me. So the goal with bleaching the hair was to make it silver or chrome or whatever the hell gray you want to call it. That was the goal. So we got the fox hair or hair bleach and then we couldn't the Arctic, the fox. Arctic fox hair bleach and we could not find the right silver that we wanted in Arctic fox. So we're like, let's go to Target and get some box dye to put over it. <laughs> Bad idea. Bad idea. We did forget to pick up one thing from the undisclosed um, cosmetic store that I work at. Um, and so, Jordan, do you want to tell them what I bleached your hair with? A basting brush. Because <laughs> <laughs> that'd be mixed together and we didn't have a brush. And she was like, I have a basting brush. I was like, go for it. Run it. So, and it did turn out good. It wasn't orange or anything. No. We bleached it. It looked great. We're ready to get the silver on it. Put the. I'm, she's putting it on my head. I'm reading the box and I'm like, <sighs> it says not to put on two hair until 14 days after bleaching. Yeah, and when she says I was already doing her hair, I was like Almost doing done. the very last strands when she sees this. Yeah, so we're like, yeah, okay, we're already we're already got it on. We'll see how it goes. It looks like it's working because it's so pigmented. And then I go and I get in the shower, I'm washing my hair out, and I'm like looking at the ends of my hair, and I'm like, shit, it's still yellow. So I'm like hoping for some t purple, bluish tint whenever I get out. And I get out, dry my hair out, look at it, and I'm like, it's all still bleached. Not a single cell of color stayed on my hair. And I'll be damned. She gets out of the shower, and she's like, look! <laughs> and I just look up because I just think she's being dramatic and her hair is still just as blonde as it was before we took 25 minutes of our time and then waited another 25 minutes like a whole hour basically on her hair. yeah including yeah. wash and rinse and everything wasted. wasted so we go to Sally's today and we get Ion actual professional hair color and some developer and get it all in there and we're getting it done. It's like, a, it's white mixed together. And Christy's like, I don't know. Maybe it's going to make your hair more blonde. I said, I don't care at this point. <laughs> I just wanted. It was wanted... very hard to see. We, we did get a brush today. Yes, we did get a brush so today. we were not using a pet bowl and an old pet bowl. I'm not going to feed my children out of that again. <laughs> my cats, I mean. But um, we actually did use a real, like, salon bowl and a real salon we did we, we thought we actually thought today it was very hard though because the color was of the the dye was completely white when i was putting it on your head so it was really hard for me to differentiate other than it kind of being wet <laughs> where i had put the dye because you would think gray hair dye is going to be dark and it was white and i'm trying to put it on the lightest blondest hair y'all possible yeah I guess that's why we pay people a lot of money to do our hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but An ungodly amount. I have learned that I do not have, like, thick hair, but I have very long hair. Yes. So anytime I'm getting, like, hair products from my hair, I need, like, two. Yeah, because we ran out right in the last strips of your hair. Like, it, I could have stood to have went over your roots in that last little part mm -hmm. a little more. So technically we needed 1.3 bottles. Yes. <laughs> I do also watch um, America's Next Top Model or um, Say Yes to the Dress. Say Yes to the Dress is a good one for me. I know it's on TLC, but it's, it's cheesy. But See, I don't 
I don't watch any shows like that. Like, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race. And that's about as close to it as it gets. But my current favorite that every time that I see that there's a new season on is I fucking love Love is Blind. Love is Blind is good, but I feel like I never get through, like, an entire season. Oh, girl. I watch them all. Me and my husband are talking about the contestants later. But that season, like, that show is just so good. I don't know why I'm so addicted to it. I guess it's because I can't imagine being on that show and actually trying to pretend like I am not, um, what's the word, vain, and that I could marry somebody that I've never seen and not know what they looked like. Right. Like, I need to know what you look like. There's got to be some form of... Like, I get it. You got to have the emotional connection, too. But you got to have attraction, too. You do. I, I don't know. I if just, you're not attracted to your spouse, then you are basically saying, I do take the roommate for life to pay me half of the bills in sickness <laughs> and in health. Till death do us part. I guess maybe the point of the show is to, like, maybe get them to look inside before they look outside. Because they still have the opportunity to say no. But you gotta look outside too. It's like they should do the ultimatum thing where it's like, okay, I connected with these people for these three weeks sight unseen. Now let's see who I connect to sight seen and see who is the obvious choice winner. Like maybe they not give their names. Yeah. And maybe you just be given like a prototype name or number or letter or something be like... Okay, so this is guy G. And then see who you connect with, like, sightseeing. Yeah. And then your ultimate match is the person that you connected with sightseeing and sight unseen. Yeah. Because to really have a perfect match, you have to not only be attracted to who they are on the inside, but you have to be attracted to who they are on the outside. Fair. I have dated some people that I am not attracted to in the least. And misery ensued every time like if you're not attractive and you're not good in bed then what the hell am i even doing here bro (laughs) i can get a roommate (laughs) i have a best friend i've got great friends that would pay rent better on time than you (laughs) but you know the fact that i base um relationships on that is probably why i dated so many deadbeats because zally wong says it's the guys who look like, are they homeless or are they hipsters? <laughs> they get all the attention. But they're the ones that are best in bed. Yeah. You don't have a car. You don't have uh, your own house or your own place. You're living in your mom's basement, practically. Smoking weed and selling it on the side. And Let's say maybe you have a job where you barely make minimum wage because you have a somewhat of a record. You know? Those are the guys that are generally going to get you and you're going to be like... God damn! <laughs> You're you and excited. me forever. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they look like if they're good in bed and there's some kind of attraction. When you watch Love is Blind, do you have any like characters that like really stuck out that you really loved or really hated? Or um, I'm really good with faces. I'm not really good with names. Okay, well tell us about the scenario. And I'm sure we'll all know who you're talking about. Oh. Especially if it's the bitches that are on my list. What was that one girl that was between the two guys? I mean, that's all of them, but. (laughs) Uh, I think she was blonde. Are you talking about Shayna? Yes. Shayna, was that her name? Shauna? Shayna? Shayla? Something like that? Yes. 
the blonde guy that was literally a child that was an adult. Y'all. I can't remember his name either. Sean? Yeah, it was Shane. Shane. It Shane was, and Shana. Shane and Shana. Shana. Yeah, yeah okay, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, that girl got on my nerves. But she was not my A number one. I fucking hate this bitch that season. <laughs> I absolutely hated, was her name Danielle? Oh, yeah. Oh, her. Oh, God. She was just, she. her and Shane should have got together. Yes. They were both just adult children. Yes. The and one that liked to throw parties at the house. Yeah, and I mean, like, a party's okay. You know, I like to have people over at my house. My husband is an extreme introvert. Once again, hashtag opposites attract. But when you have people dressing up in costumes and dancing on your kitchen table. I mean, you know, also, that may not be something that would be foreign to me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have some growing up to do. <laughs> Being I'm almost 37 and a 26-year-old is telling me. Would you not be upset if somebody was in costumes dancing on your kitchen table? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, probably our kitchen table because Josh's grandmother gave it to him before she died. My little my kitchen table, my little kitchen table couldn't support like your little kitchen table couldn't even support a lap dance in the chair sitting next to it. <laughs> like like you gotta have a sturdy table if you're gonna be dancing on my table. Like this table, Josh's grandmother's table, and chairs. You could have a lamp dance on these chairs or dance on this table, but we're not gonna do either of those Hell, things. Josh could dance on this table. <laughs> he might bump his head on the ceiling, but this thing is sturdy. Yeah. Hey, I, there was a couple that I liked. It was the girl with the short hair, Ayana. And I can't remember his name, but he always had really fly shoes that my husband would always point out. <laughs> fly shoes. Yeah. And, you know, like, they also got divorced. Um, they did get married in the show, but they also got divorced, like, not even a year later was what I was reading, I think. And I really hated that they couldn't make it work because they were just so cute together. I know. Jessica, in the first season, is, like, the most famous character from Any Love is Blind because I should have this whole episode just been talking to you, um, Jordan, and just being like, after everything you say, just simply undermining you by saying, she's only 26. <sighs> there were 10 years between that Jessica girl and whatever his name was, but Lord have mercy. If I had to hear her whine about his age or anything one more time, like she knew that in the pods. She didn't know, Mark, Mark was his name, Mark and Jessica. She didn't know what he yep. looked like, but she knew full well how old he was before she chose him and said yes to his proposal, which I thought was shitty. Oh, yeah. But it didn't bother him because by the reunion, I think he'd already knocked some girl up. So, <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to look up some of these people's names so that we can, uh, you know, communicate effectively on Love is Blind. So we're just going to take a short break. So stay with us. We are back from our break and we're going to talk about the people. Let's talk about how we felt about some of these people from Love is Blind because I've already said how it's my favorite. I also really liked Raven. Do Raven you remember was cool. Raven from the most recent season? Like the curly haired girl that ended up like getting with SK. So, uh, remember Raven and SK? I don't think I've seen the most recent season. If I'm oh, okay. Honest. Well, I absolutely loved Raven and SK. 
but you know like they wore the very like traditional um garbs at the wedding yes yeah yes and raven even wore it on what she thought might be her wedding day and when he said no i was really bummed but then she ended up like they ended up still being together after and like being like okay well we realize that now is not the time for us to get married but we're gonna work on a relationship oh that's good though yeah apparently raven and sk broke up um i remember that from the reunion now because he cheated on her oh shit yeah that sucked that was my favorite couple from that season too. So they were all lovey-dovey the whole time, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And, you know, it was like the Cole guy was always talking about the other girls that he was attracted to, which got on my nerves. But, my God. When that fucking Zanib. But Zanib was the one that went off on that little cutie Cole guy, which is totally not my type. He would have not been anybody I would have wanted to be with. But... I mean, he just looked like a good, wholesome little, you know, young man. Yeah. <laughs> but Zanib was the one that got with him, and she's the one that said that he always put her down and made her feel really bad about herself, and, like, she needed to lose weight or something. And then it showed the uh, the clip of what she was talking about at the end, and all he did was say, oh, you're going to eat right now? Well, just save your appetite. We're going to a really nice dinner. Oh. But in the reunion or whatever, she tried to make it spin out like he had been talking down to her, like he'd been talking about her weight, or that he didn't find her attractive. The woman was absolutely gorgeous. I mean gorgeous, but she was a fucking level nine. Like, the things that she said and the way she interpreted things, it was just very negative. Yeah. Very negative. And that poor little positive guy, she essentially broke him down on the show. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, because, I mean, that's that can happen. Like, if you get with a partner that you're forced into this committed relationship with and you're suddenly living together and you really don't know each other and then suddenly you find out, like you would going on dates with these people in real life, it just may take you longer that these people are not the people that they perceive themselves to be. Exactly, because when you're in front of a camera... Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it is. But, um, so that's enough about Love is Blonde, um, even though, like I said, it's my absolute favorite. But do you have any other favorites that you want to mention before we wrap things up? Not off the top of my head. I always loved, um, Survivor. Oh, yeah. I forgot you watched Survivor. I I haven't watched watched it. But it's my understanding that they're just, like, older, successful people that are put on islands, right? No. Well, they're put on an island. You're in two tribes. I don't know if they're older and successful. It just, I don't know what the background's in. The backgrounds vary. And they just are left with, they can bring one thing, I think, with them. Like, but it's like limited. Like one materialistic item, Yeah, or? I think so. Like a family the, photo or. Or something helpful or anything like that. And they, what they're wearing is what they get. And they have to survive and they play games and earn prizes like food. They have to earn their food or catch their food. Does anybody ever show up with, like, 12 layers of clothes on? No. I, I feel like I would look like Joey on that episode. <laughs> I don't think they're going to let Where that he's happen. he's talking to Chandler, and he's like, Hey, I'm wearing everything you got. <laughs> I think the only um, show that I've watched with you that I was kind of curious about but wouldn't watch it on my own but could tolerate it watching it with you 
I think, didn't we watch, like, a couple of episodes of, like, The Masked Singer? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Like, I kind of liked seeing, like, people who were, you know, famous years and years ago. Come out from underneath. Yeah, and it's, like, the the trivia and the people, and then you think you have it figured out who it is based on the trivia questions, and then they take off their mask, and it's somebody completely different, and all the trivia makes sense just in completely different ways than you... Yeah, the trip you literally have to pay attention because it could be like, oh, this song note up in this corner yeah. <laughs> relayed that they won a Grammy back in 2004. <laughs> like, Alanis, are you under there? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I watched a couple episodes with that with you, and you know, so when people would be talking about it later. I got to participate in those cost in those conversations for approximately like two weeks, and then I uh, I didn't watch it anymore. And now that Jordan has moved two hours away, you definitely don't see it anymore. I don't see it anymore. But Jordan needs to move back to Bristol, no, and I'm gonna hashtag that. I'm gonna hashtag it on everything. Be like, two hours is not that bad of a commute to work. Okay. <laughs> Hour and 40 minutes. There and back. <laughs> Just do it. Make it happen, all right? Or yeah. else. We'll see. <laughs> I think that about sums up the show today. Yeah, um, I had fun. Yeah. And it'll also leave the door open for future um, episodes where we could talk more in depth on some things. But these were our favorite reality TV shows. Thank you so much for coming and sipping this piping hot reality TV tea with us today. On hump day. <laughs> Alright. Well, you guys have a lovely evening and don't forget every Wednesday we will have a new episode. So tune in. So I'm Christy. And I'm Jordan. Bye. Bye.